0: Government has unveiled 50 strategic infrastructure projects (SIPs) and 12 special projects involving a total investment of 360 billion rand as the first tranche of a massive infrastructure expenditure program to drive the post-COVID-19 economic recovery effort. A major question mark remains over how these projects will be funded. Though uh, the president announced that the Nedlac partners have agreed to this historic economic compact, but the details are yet to be released. No doubt, infrastructure will be core pillar. What needs to happen to ensure that uh, Cyril's new deal of infrastructure-led growth is not just another government pipe dream? Dirk DeFoss, founder and director of QED Solutions, is on the line. Dirk, if we look at things like PPPs, they've been touted as the panacea, but so far, we really haven't seen PPPs deliver.
1: Well, we haven't, and we haven't really done much about it since the early 2000s where Some PPPs went through as far as um, roads, uh, toll roads. Um, But really, our PPP uh, institutional frameworks are not really appropriate for uh, South Africa. In fact, the Renewable Energy Project, which was some version of a PPP, had to completely depart from the legislation and regulations that govern PPPs. And unless you get that sort of thing right the way in which people can invest and in, uh, the different types of investors that you need to really pull together uh, won't happen. And I am deeply concerned that this sort of work um, hasn't been done.
0: We, and We've only got a very short time to talk and it's a dense area, but where do you see some of the main deficiencies within the PPP framework? Well,
1: the first thing is, is that they are um, immensely complex, and in order to um, have a complex structures and uh, processes, you need to have adequate capability on the part of the state to administer this. And I don't think we really had that uh, even when uh, before, let's call it the, the, the sort of nine lost years we, that, that people refer to. And we certainly don't have it now. So basically, we've got an instruction manual on how to do a PPP, which is well beyond the capability of at least the state to deliver on that kind of complexity and make it an effective uh, process. I mean, as I said earlier on, it was recognized uh, prior to the renewables program.
0: Dirk, much of this, if you look at it, um, yes, things are complex and technical, but there's also an overlay of political ideology, isn't there? That doesn't seem to have shifted all that much, where some in government still believe that uh, government role uh, under the guise of the developmental state should uh, be one of building, owning, and managing this infrastructure program. Obviously, the on-balance sheet funding model for infrastructure at SOEs like ESCOM and Transnet have run their course because they've just proven to be very poor allocators of capital. Is there anything to suggest to you that that inhibitor of progress, that ideological inhibitor to progress, has been shifted away? Well, I think it has been shifted, but
1: having a PPP where... Uh, the private sector invests directly and takes equity risk. And that's really what you want. It's beyond the question of the returns potentially that you, that private sector would require uh, when they invest. It's about doing the things that the private sector does quite well, which is project management so that the costs don't run away. And I don't think that the hard decisions have been made because you can have a shift in the political environment, and I think that is happening. But at the end of the day, you need to then say, well, it comes out uh, that shift with some really hard decisions, uh, politically difficult decisions, and they need to be made because it then flows into a uh, very clear framework uh, as far as regulation and, and legislation is concerned, because otherwise you're sort of talking about it, you're saying that you want it, you're saying that you've shifted, uh, you're looking and welcoming, uh, at least that's what you're saying, uh, uh, private sector investment, including private sector taking some risk. But you don't have the, the the framework by which they can sort of say, well, here's the agreement, this is our, these are our shares, or uh, some or other kind of uh, similar arrangement. And until we have that. We're going to have everybody sort of sitting on the side, and 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 not really being able to make much progress. I mean, another important thing, of course, is that not all infrastructure is appropriately uh, invested in by the private sector. Uh, particularly, uh, well, let's look at what uh, is appropriate where uh, infrastructure where there are user fees. So we've spoken about growth, and that's a, a, a tricky issue uh, as. That's I think, ETOs yeah. have shown, and yeah. um, and you know airports and and well, basically user user pays um, principle, but we need to be very clear about when that principle applies and when it's appropriately applied. And I don't think that those sort of decisions are uh, you know that's a that's a decision even before you get to uh, the question of PPPs. And we need to make those decisions, no matter how hard they
0: are. And in a country where enforcement has been so poor, there's a culture of non-payment. You just look at uh, Soweto paying for power, for example, or non-revenue water loss, and if you're not going to be recouping that, uh, you're not going to provide an appropriate risk-adjusted return for your investors. Uh, Dirk, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for. a great pleasure chatting to you, and I think uh, some common sense in this debate around the big infrastructure program. We need to get those basics right first. That was Dirk DeFoss, founder and director of QED Solutions.